Eddie Guerrero, the champion. He just, I, I, he just looked over here. I don't know what the heck he was doing. I don't though. know. I, and now look at Bradshaw. Oh he my God! That's what he's doing. Bradshaw. Bouncing off the announce table, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 51 of the Arty Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of Attitude and delivered us one of the bloodiest main events that we've probably seen so far in this entire journey. As today, it's time to take a look at the Smackdown exclusive pay-per-view, Judgment Day 2004. How will we be judged when it's over? On the way we lived our lives. With passion. With malice. Did we protect the innocent or exploit the vulnerable? Will the next world reflect our behavior here? Rewarding the moral and condemning the wicked? Is there actually life after death? Or are the memories we create here the only true afterlife? Surrendering our fate to those we leave behind. And if there is a place we go after this, who will be waiting on the other side? A callous judge, a ruthless jury, a merciless executioner. How will we justify our conduct, defend our actions, pay for our misdeeds? Or will we be welcomed unconditionally for the hell we've already endured? The questions are endless, and nothing is certain. But for now, there is one guarantee. Judgment Day is upon us. And now, SmackDown presents WWE Judgment Day. Joining me once again over Skype, just like we did in the pre-show. Time for the main show, Big Sexy, in self-isolation. How are we, son? Self-isolating. <laughs> self-isolating like we only know what possible with whiskey. And beer. <laughs> um, are you excited to talk Judgment Day 2004? I'm ready for Judgment Day 2004 to be over. Really? I, I can't I, I'm not hyped for the show. I wait. I wasn't hyped for it. SmackDown didn't do a job for me. They I'm didn't hyped for tomorrow's Raw. Um, yeah, the 20 mile battle royal should be pretty cool. But um, I feel like the pay-per-view did more justice to the brand than the build. Yeah, it was better than it. It was a better show than I anticipated. So, Michael, 
It is May the 16th, 2004. We are live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California, with 18,722 people in Sold attendance. out. As of Friday, the Staples Center had approximately 2,000 tickets left for tonight's pay-per-view. Now, several sources are baffled as to why WWE would announce that the event is sold out on SmackDown, considering that this only discourages people from buying the pay-per-view. Um, the only explanation can be said that either WWE taped the show in advance and thought, come Sunday, that extra tickets will sell, or it's just WWE being WWE, because like, at Performance Center for WrestleMania, there's going to be 75,000 people there, obviously. Yeah. Ob obviously. Um, whatever the case may be, we should see a very low buy rate tonight, according to the dirt sheets. So, Michael, our last SmackDown branded pay-per-view, No Way Out, that had 265,000 buys. Our last Raw pay-per-view backlash, the biggest show of the year, as we already know, it doesn't get better for Raw. Um, that had 320,000 buys. Judgment Day. Lower. Hit me with some numbers, Mike. What's it got? Give me a figure. What was backlash again? Backlash was 320,000 buys. I'm going to say 273. Ooh, you're a bit off. You're in the right big number. 235,000 people tuned in at home for Whoa. Judgment Day. But the thing is... First brand exclusive pay-view with Taker is Deadman. With that again. rare appearance. That rare appearance of Taker. That rare appearance. It's like he's on a fucking retirement tour. Guerrero's first brand exclusive title shot pay-view match. I blame JBL. Yeah. Fuck um, you, Texas Trump. I, and I also blame... Do you know the thing, the thing is though, Michael, the landscape for WWE has changed so much over the last couple of months. Like, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Foley, Rock, Stone Cold, Big Show, Angle, they've either taken time off or they've left the company. So suddenly, we're in need of a main event, especially a main event opponent for Eddie Guerrero to sink his teeth into. And so who better? Than everyone's least favourite acolyte, John Bradshaw, Texas Trump, Layfield. Damn! Um, so, what's been your overall thoughts then, Michael, on the jaunt to Judgment Day? Um, how we've got here now? Are you... I know you said they're starting excited. Um, is there anything you can take out of this that has actually got your interest peaked within tonight's pay-per-view? And would make you want to purchase it and, and, and buy it on pay-per-view? I think, you know, the interesting thing, or the really match going in that was interesting to me, uh, was take a book of tea. Really? What, because that bag, bag of dirt? Because he got a bag of dirt. <laughs> that magical bag of dirt. Um, Did you see, well, I'll probably get to this again uh, during the match, but when Bucky made his entrance out, a sign that said, Bucky Shango. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Front I row. picked out a lot of signs. I picked out a row. lot of signs, but I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, on the Velocity episode, that uh, should be... In, in let's speak like tomorrow's today should be live now um i john cena he comes out because obviously it's the first show on prime time he's the guy that comes out to start the show um and he says that he's gonna give a, his jersey away that he's wearing to the best sign in the crowd he goes charging through the crowd and the best sign he finds is a guy that <laughs> says, punisher. no 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 his sign says my other signs in the shop and he was right next to Venus punisher oh <laughs> uh, it's uh it, I thought it was that was good. I thought, but I thought you. I, to be fair, I know because Velocity is before a SmackDown taping. I thought somebody somewhere would have because I've seen us seen that from being in the ring because he goes right eye up into the rafters to find it. So either it was a plan and that was the plan all along, 
or that was the best one he could find in the, like the ten seconds he had to quickly scan the arena and find it. But I imagine there would have been a better one somewhere. Probably a plant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're both watching the network version of the show, which has a runtime of two hours, 37 minutes and 12 seconds. Exactly. So sti- still, Michael, we've not got a three hour pay-per-view. Um, what did you make to the opening video package? Uh, bro, it was very uh, generic, Judgment Day, dark well, and there's mysterious. one guarantee. Judgment Day is upon us. Oh, well, fucking hell yes. And that stage, my God, that stage. So nice to see a stage that's actually had some thought. It's okay. so like presentation. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Do you know when the when the pyro first goes off? Yeah, you want to do. You, you, uh, you see, crosses. you see down the aisleway, and you get these two columns that have got fireworks on them. I did suddenly think, what the fuck are them columns? But then when it kind of it panned the back, yeah, it makes all it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? It all makes sense. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, best so I, oh, the best small pay per view stage we've had since Backlash 2003. Well, oh, that's a big fucking shout. But I think they do always pull the stops out for Judgment Day. Judgment Day, because it's that graveyard feel. Especially not, last, take, not in 2003, it was more of like a construction site. Yeah, because know. that had Big Dead Market work on building site. Now we Undertaker, we've got graveyards and crosses and fucking death. Yeah. When it were fucking Biker Taker, yay, we'd have building site, because that's probably what he does nine to five. Judgment Day is all about Undertaker. It's all, all about Undertaker. Watch all the Judgment Days from since Judgment Day '97, whatever I think it started in '98. It's all about Undertaker. Every single Judgment Day 2000, Undertaker came back as a badass. It's yes. all about. It's all about Undertaker at Judgment Day. Our opening match of the night, Michael. According according to Michael Cole, we're starting off with that firecracker Rey Mysterio as it's Team 420 going up against the Dudley Boys. Have you noticed Ray's new shirt with the blue trim? I don't like how Ray's wearing shirts. No, but if you notice how all the SmackDown guys, when they get their own shirt, it's got it's white with blue trim. Raw white with red trim. I've not. I've honestly Jericho Christian. Yeah, Jericho. I was just going to say Jericho's blue, uh, white, and And Raw white two J shirt. Yeah, and that went to red as well. Yeah, that's the one that makes me think about what you just said then. But no, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Michael, for the first time tonight, how did we get here? Well, um, RVD had a match with Booker T on SmackDown, the opening match, and then someone messed with Pyro. And then after the match, Paul Heyman came out. And then the Dudleys came out, and Paul Heyman said, you guys have done nothing since you came to WWE. Kind of right, apart from TLC. Which is, yeah, it is right. And then they decide, fuck, RVD's there, let's fuck him up. Yep. And that, Led to Ray making the save in a tag match that ended screwy. <laughs> a lot of stuff ended screwy on SmackDown in the last four weeks. And that's led us to tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, sign of the night already for me. I don't know if you noticed, it was right on the hard camera, Michael. He said, calls a noodle. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Do you reckon um, RVD tried to use that Judgment Day sign as a lighter? <laughs> I'd love to know how stoned he is right now. <laughs> I was trying to use that as a light. I can go and see that. <laughs> um, hola, amigos, as Michael Cole throws us to the Macarena boys. But they joke uh, as they don't know what they're saying. Taz is like, what the fuck did they say? Cole's like, I don't know. So it is our opening contest. It is Bubba Ray and it is Devon versus Team 420. And Ray Mysterio. And Dudley boys have moved out of Dudleyville. 
Yes, they've. Uh, we said it. We did say it was only a matter of time before they relocated. Michael, where have they bought a house? New York City. Absolutely. Um, you can always tell Bubba's really from a new joint. He's always shown that New York attendances, especially yeah. tonight when he talks. with his fucking trash talk. Jesus, Bubba! Everybody got it from the ref to ringside to wrestlers. Everybody got it tonight. Okay, I don't like you either. You're not alone, Bubba. Not many people like Taz. <laughs> Bubba and Taz, to begin with, he's like, I, don't, I used to like it. I don't fucking like you anymore. <laughs> Bubba was on fire tonight. He gave shit to everybody. It was an entertaining match. I'll give it that. There was, was a few brilliant. good spots in there. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, like Bubba... at the start, we got right at the start of the match. Three magic. I'll be doing the hiya when he's charging towards Bubba. His legs going everywhere. Yeah, but twin uh, magic. Well, Bubba draws the ref in. Devon strikes, and then it's Devon who starts the match instead of Bubba. You get that a little bit later as well, where Devon comes in. He, he does a to himself, and the ref turns around. He's like, "Have you tagged it?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Um, we get quick tags from the Dudleys as they work over RVD. Uh, Bubba, he's giving everybody shit, and it's amazing. Um, RVD, he gives himself the hot tag and those educated feet go wild and he hits a decent but slow monkey flip onto Bubba in the corner Very and, then and then boots him straight in the fucking face. The commentators even comment on how he's like a boom, straight in the mush. Um, RVD, he flies over the top and then Ray flies up from the top uh, for his first bit of offence and then we don't see him in the ring again for like a solid 10 minutes. It's very strange. Yeah, that's all. Very strange. He took a lot himself out in, in that one. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Devon and Bubba, they go back to the corner and Devon rolls in and they, it's like they start the match again. It was really weird. Like everyone took positions again and everyone and it's like, right, ding, ding, let's start the actual match now. Um, Devon and Bubba, they go back uh, to working over RVD and Taz claims that this is settling the match down and it's calming it down. Well, no, I think it's like, it was weird. You had all this high excitement to begin with and it's like, right, do your spot now. Do, do you know what I mean? Let's do it. It's, it was weird. It was like, yeah, they paused it and went, right, look, we need to start the match again. RBD, he runs the ropes. He's caught by Bubba though, but Devon goes flying into Bubba. Uh, RBD then goes back into the ropes, and but then caught by Bubba, who pulls down the ropes and then slams him into the announce table. And I'm thinking, right, that's RBD done now for a bit. But we've not seen Ray in the ring yet. No. <laughs> it's like, what? And, and when he does get in, he gets a lukewarm tag back out. Yeah, very, because that's building up to the hot tag later for Rob Van Damme. Um, he, Taz, he comments how the Dudleys are 55,000 time tag team champions. <laughs> uh, hot tag time to Rey Mysterio, seated sent on, crossbody, bubble punches. Uh, but, uh, uh, right, my nose kind of all went, because I was typing it along while I was watching, and then I had to stop for a minute and rewind it and say, Michael Cole said what? I don't know what sort of bumblebees Michael Cole has where he lives. But In yellow camo. Yeah, they're, they're fucking military, but military bumblebees. Maybe that's uh, part of USA Force or something? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe bumblebees is like a type of uh, like a fleet of planes or something. I don't know. If we're wrong and we're just shitting on you for no reason, let us know. Um, Rey Mysterio, he dials up the 619 but gets caught by Devon. It's like a 6-1, uh, from Taz. Uh, Bubba catches Ray. 
He launches him into the top rope. He must launch him a good three feet in air. And, he, and very fair play on him. He lands beautifully on top rope and catches it. Perfect control. Just like the move intended to do. Uh, big Ogan leg drop by Devon for a two count. And then it's time to chill the fuck out with a headlock for a couple of minutes. Um, flying elbow from Devon gets a two. Bubba talks shit to Ray and then slaps his head and talks a little bit more shit. Uh, we get a lovely suplex from Bubba. Like Bubba probably throws himself into the air. Uh, and, and then he goes back to talking shit, obviously. Uh, Devon, he goes back in after tagging himself in like I spoke about earlier. Uh, the ref's distracted. Devon comes in, gives it one of them. Devon's in. The ref's like, did you tag? He's like, yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, Ray, though, he gets the leverage of a bulldog after springing off the ropes. RVD makes the actual hot tag, but the ref doesn't see it. And the Dudleys kick the crap out of Ray. Just so Ray can get beat up more. Just exactly. to build the hot tag. Right, Bubba was loving throwing Ray around the ring. Like we get a big spine That's what buster from Bubba A big spine buster from Bubba uh, onto Ray, and <laughs> I think Taz pipes in. It's like a piñata. <laughs> it's like yeah, every big man who can throw a guy around loves throwing Ray around because Ray'll take it and Ray'll sell it like a fucking superhero. If you're a small um, guy, you've got to be thrown about. Absolutely. Uh, Ray finds the counters with some like fucked up RKO in the corner when he's upside down with Bubba. It was a really weird yeah. spot. <laughs> really weird spot. Um, he, finally gets he finally gets released from the trio of Woe, sorry, and then hits a lovely moonsault and it's hot tag time. That was picture perfect. And it's clothesline, spin kick, spin kick. That gets a two. Punch, elbow, spin kick, kick, clothesline, rolling thunder. That gets a two. Ray comes back in, but Bubba launches him fucking back outside. The Dudleys, they set up for the what's up, but Ray pushes Devon onto the top turnbuckle and a kick from RVD to Bubba puts 420 firmly back in control. A Bronco buster from Ray Mysterio. RVD launches Ray into Devon. That only gets a two from a lovely spot. Beautiful spot. Amazing. Um, the same spot that Edge and Ray Mysterio used to do when they had their yes. tag run. Um, back when we Frank first started doing this. It's brilliant. It's a beautiful spot. It's like, that is tag team ingenuity. I mean, that's tag that, team wrestling. That's when two people know each other so well they can do that. And it's having confidence in the other person that yeah. he's going to launch you over him and you know you're going to clear him. Um, 3D time for the Dudleys, but RVD starts kicking folk again. Double 619 from Ray. RVD with the five star. One, two, three. And your winners of our opening contest in surprisingly 15 minutes and 19 seconds. Quite a long time. I know it's your opener, but quite a long time for quite a boring feud, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But the match itself was very entertaining. Michael, what are your thoughts on the opening contest? 2.5 Mavens. 2.5 Mavens? I'd give it uh, three Mavens. Three Mavens. And that right there, that smack to the stomach. To your point, physically. And Ray Mysterio, Devon. Sending the last right, setting up the RVD and Seguri from behind. Can't be three deep when you're by yourself, Devon. Uh oh, look at this. Oh, oh, look at Wait a minute. No. Could it be? Let's go. Six one nine double off in stereo. Rob Van Dam top rope. Here's RVD. And then flying a five star frog splash connects. But can Van Dam come up? Can he come up? Think that Van Dam 
Dr. Mysterio could defeat the well-decorated Dudley Boys of Anti-Man or fight Hook or Crook. They did it. Very impressive. It was a good match. There was, as I said, there was a lot of beautiful spots. That assistant Frankensteiner, the pitch-perfect moonsault from Ray, the 619 into the five-star. Great example of two people's finishes working well as a tag team finish. Um, do you think it was how the pay-per-view should have opened the card? Was it a perfectly placed match? I think the card itself has been pretty well placed. I think it's the next match that's not the best. Or yeah, the oh, there's, a, there's a lot of matches that aren't the best, but it's how you've got to make the, good, the best out of a bad opportunity. And I found ways to find Judgment Day thoroughly entertaining, including this. We have been waiting to talk to Booker T all night long. The strange noises and sounds that you heard earlier have abated, and I'm going to attempt to interview Booker T right now. What's your deal, man? All night long, I hear making all this racket while I go through my pre-match ritual, getting ready for the biggest match in my wrestling career against The Undertaker. You want to be a reporter? You want to ask your stupid little questions? Well, go ahead. Ask your questions. I'll tell you what you want to know, man. You want to know why Booker T, the biggest star on SmackDown, is here tonight. I said it once, and I'll say it a thousand times, man. I'm bigger than the RVD. I'm bigger than the Rey Mysterios. And I'm bigger than the Undertaker. Yeah, and I'm bigger than all this power, man, because tonight I got my own power right here. See this little pouch right here? It holds the power. And after tonight, after I beat The Undertaker, you and everybody out there is going to know that Booker T is the one true star on SmackDown. Now get your ass out of here, man. So we're backstage with Big Josh Matthews, who's trying to grab an interview with Booker T. There's strange... Early- noises coming from his locker well, room well we, I feel like we, we forgot to mention this on the last episode the pre-show um, there's been remo- rumoured strange noises and sounds coming from Booker T's locker room now in, on Sunday night we went to said locker room and behind the door you heard like Booker having a wank I think <laughs> was Curtin there with Charmel? I think so I think they were having bestiality sex it was yeah it was odd so what got me Josh, he was stood outside. He was like, I'm going to attempt to have an interview now with Booker T. He didn't try and knock on the door. He, didn't, he just barged in. And then Booker's like, what, what the you fuck are you doing? And then, well, as you're here, I'll do a promo. But Booker was then like, you know, like, if you live in a flat and your guy above you is a right noisy fucker and you've already got your brush and you've smashed it on ceiling yeah, to get his attention. And now, every second word that you say, you look up. That was Booker T's promo tonight. <laughs> Every second word, he was looking looking up. I don't know what he was looking at, but he was looking up. I don't get his logic either, because he's saying it's bigger than Mysterio, but that's not hard. I think there's only Hornswoggle and El Torito, the bull size Torito, that's smaller. Even like Jacqueline would probably take Rey Mysterio. I think you've got about eight a foot on him. (laughs) Easily. Um, Even uh, Booker says, and tonight, with his little bag of dirt, after he beats Undertaker, the whole world is going to know that Booker is the one true star of Friday Night Smack of the Down. 
Booker Shango. Um, we get a little bit of general manager filler. Luther Reigns comes out pushing a big box. And all of a sudden, on a little platform, our general manager, Mr. Angle, he appears in a beautiful fucking red, white and blue. I thought it was a bit more La Resistance than America wheelchair. Yep. Um, Yeah, what did you make to a little bit of filler on a pay-per-view? I think think it was more La Resistance because he decided with Renee to take take out Cena. Well, they did say he would be proud to have a, a French US champion. Exactly. But it was just to uh, bring out Tory Wilson. It was the dick on Tory. That I do like how Kurtz uh, is the, the knobhead heel. It did I, make I, a great point, though. Go on. All I see is idiots on their cell phones. Oh, Kurt, if you only knew how true that is nowadays. <laughs> I know. I it's know. true. Um, it's damn true. But... I, while he was saying that, I believe it was the same moment that the camera spanned to the crowd and there was a sign that said, where's Brett? <laughs> and it's like, there's a guy that reads the dirt sheets in 04 because that's what the dirt sheets have told us for the last six months, that Brett's coming back. It's probably the same guy who read it on the last show. Um, did you also like how Kurt said, when JBL beats Eddie, he expects the fans to riot? Like, I don't know. We're not talking, this isn't like ECW 2006. No. But then again, the that was fan, with Cena. Would, the, would have the fans rioted, really? I believe if we were probably would have been in Mexico. Yeah. But we're not. We're well, in LA. LA is like, I think it's like 50% Hispanic. Yeah, but would have they rioted? Maybe you don't know what Cholas going to do. <laughs> I don't um, want to piss Cholas off, do you? Well, there is that. Uh, so, Kurt, he uh, brings out Tory Wilson because obviously he's not going to find the heel guilty of throwing him because now he's a heel you've got to blame the nearest face and the nearest face in that situation was Tony Wilson and it, it was a bit of a weird spot because uh, it was Kurt just put, to make it more than an exhibition the, match yeah, no definitely everything is better with a little stipulation uh, but I just felt like the intensity that Kurt was putting into this could have been used so much better for somebody else and not Tory fucking Wilson because Kurt was proper passionate about, Dad, to you, you little fucker, that I can't wrestle no more and I've got to retire. If you don't win, get the fuck out of here. If you can't beat your stepmother. If you can't beat your stepmother, get the fuck out of here. So, Michael, that leads on to our next match of the night. It's the rematch that we never knew we needed until it happened. From over a year Ste- ago. Stepmom versus stepdaughter. Dawn Wilson versus Tony Wilson. Michael, how did we get here? So, in 2002... <laughs> Tory Wilson's dad came to visit a, a TV show ah I see fucking came at a TV show that's for sure courtesy of Dawn Marie <laughs> you little fox fast forward they had a mashup rumble fast forward even further because yeah big show lost a match to Guerrero and then whoa, started whoa, chasing whoa 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 no 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 I'm fucking sorry you cannot pan over <laughs> The death of our fucking hero, the guy that we name our yearly awards after, by just saying they had summer and moving on. So, to I'll fucking get us here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick up when Big Show comes in. So, Al Wilson tragically passed away while fucking himself to death on his honeymoon. Lad. So, we had a fight at a funeral, and then we had stepmom versus stepdaughter where everyone was wearing funeral gear. And then all of a sudden, everyone forgot about it until Big Show threw Kurt off a building. 
Carry and on, killed mate. him, but he didn't kill him. <laughs> he just had a nasty boo-boo on the back of his head. After he tried to sexually assault Tony Wilson. Because Tony Wilson, isn't it? And ring yeah. rats. He just thought, it's, it, it, right, there's sometimes when they're a ring rat. To be fair. every chance they will be. She so said. Get a shot. She'd work books for that, right? So why right, would you To be fair, Tony Wilson shagged Tajiri. Look mm. at her tasting men. Billy, Billy Kidman, Tajiri, Billy Gunn, and Jamie Noble. And Nidia. So if, if, and Nidia. And Sable. And, and, and Sable and Dawn Marie. God, she's a fucking Vince. And Vince. Well, that's not happened yet. She's a right fucking No, no, she turned on, in, on the um, invasion. Oh, invasion. Invasion, she kissed Vince, didn't she? Oh, she goes back to Vince then, when she's Vince's devils with fucking... Yeah, Victoria and Candice. Tro- trollop Candice Michelle. Well, I imagine in real life are probably beautiful women, but I'm talking purely about your wrestling characters. And Tony Wilson, your wrestling character is a tramp. <laughs> a beautiful tramp. An absolute fucking butterfly of nature tramp, but a tramp nonetheless. <laughs> so, our match itself. Uh, we get a lock-up to start, of course, to wrestling fucking purists. And they roll around the ropes for like five minutes. A double hair pull gets the ref to uh, cause a break. Kick, snap mate, and drop kick gets Tori a two. Uh, an FU attempt by Dawn, and Tori reverses for a two. Two clotheslines from Tori into the corner. Dawn bounces off the top rope and hits her terrible crossbody. Sorry, Tori bounces on the top rope, hits a terrible crossbody, which Dawn moves out of the way. Dawn then puts the boots in and throws Tori to the mat. She chokes her on the rope. Tori wins another Oscar as the camera zooms in and she's. <laughs> We go to the outside and Dawn puts the boots in and rolls back in as the ref starts counting Tori. Tori gets in at six, but Dawn then knocks her back out again. A big leg drop on the outside, back in, and Tori kicks out twice after two little pin attempts. Tori, though, finally turns the tide. Swinging net breaker gets a two. Sunset flip gets a two. Schoolboy gets a two, but we have a full moon. And Taz begs for a replay. And this is where I hand over to you, Michael, to close us out. So we get to see a very nice skin-coloured thong, courtesy of Dormery. Beautiful skin-coloured thong. It, it did take me a second to think, like, you know, she actually wearing pants. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm telling you, mate. Um, <laughs> Why are then... you whispering? That's creepy as fuck. Tell me, now, Ray. Dory is putting it all on the line in this match. Oh, yeah, she's got it again. Tesla fortitude. And now this schoolgirl has a roll up. Hook to the land. Oh, did she get it? Oh, she got it. Look at that. Oh, well, she got it all right. Full moon. Oh, my God. Oh, a full moon over her line. Yeah, wardrobe malfunction. Let's get a replay, please. Oh, well, Don Marie is not happy as she continues this assault on Tori Wilson. Her britches are hanging. Oh, oh. Money, go help her. I'd love to. Look at this! Oh, this could be in Tori's career on the line, and Tori kicked out. Wow! Well, I think Tori Wilson got a handful of that pendle force back there, and I think that was great by Tori. Well, I love tan thongs. Don't I you? love leopard skin spandex. Look at this! Just say no to crack. Oh, look at this! So is down. Tori got it. Tori Wilson got Don Marie. Tori Wilson keeps his job. How did you do? Tori Wilson! Leave it to you to come up with a line like that! Tori Wilson! Well, she's not done. Tori lost the pants and lost the match! Tori gets the victory, though, with a, sun, with a backslide uh, in around six and a half minutes. Easily one maven. <laughs> I'm being nice I because we're going to see us. 
<laughs> it entertained me because we saw us, and I was shocked by seeing the X Factor by Don. Even though, like I said, I'm not sure if we've ever seen that before. I think um, it might just be my, my memory. I don't think we memory. have. Um, but yeah, I get I get one and a half mavens out of five mavens. Yeah, Dave Burnham's Dave Burnham's mavens stars. <laughs> if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it'd be nine, obviously. Yeah, but it's not in Tokyo Dome. It's not. We're in, We're Los, in Los Angeles. We're in Hollywood, baby. baby. Um, up next, we get a JBL promo. JBL, he found a country full of bottom feeders, a country full of eddies, people that cut corners. He says, not everyone, though, those that clean my car and those that shine my alligator boots, they can stay. Um, in JBL's America, everyone speaks English and there's no fucking benefits because Mexit means Mexit. The Brexit, the Mexit. Is JBL getting you hyped for the main event with that little promo? Nope. Fuck off! I am right. not hyped for JBL. It's leave this. I think because alone. it's just JBL. I'm not excited for. Michael, he's got two layers. Michael, Michael, Michael. Up next. versus Scotty Too Hotty of all people. Now, we've said, I said earlier, WWE, they're in desperate need of new talent. Tons of big names have gone, they're either injured, they've left, they're on hiatus. Uh, wrestlers are going to get given a chance, whether they're new guys, old guys, in re in regards to Billy Gunn and Bob Ollie, they're getting a chance at the tag titles. They are. So guys, guys are going to get given a chance. Those strapping now, young guys. Guy, those strapping young, hardcore, Holly. Um, we've had many vignettes from Mordecai. Hype, we've hyped him. Hear me, fear me. Judgment Day. My time is coming. Someone's going to fucking get it. Um, it's a bit weird because I feel like to hype someone against such a jobber yeah. in Scott, Scotty 2 Jobby 
and he proves that tonight with his Judgment Day shirt that he comes out with. That is, I'm a jobber, I've not got my own merch, I'll wear a pay-per-view t-shirt. That's all it was. That's all he is. But yeah, Michael, for those that have not seen the vignettes, for those that don't know who this guy is, excite the world for Mordecai. How did we get here to Mordecai versus Scotty Too Hot? So Mordecai, best way to describe him is the anti-taker. He fights for the light. Whereas Taker fights for the darkness. So it is only a matter of time before they see these two icons. Why didn't they give Mordecai Viscera contact lenses? That would have been sick. Why did they have... <laughs> I think I said that the other week. Theme song remind me of I don't doink. understand. So it started off doink. pretty cool. And then it went... I quite liked how his little sword thing made all, I was like, I was open for that. But he put his stuff like, in the holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, no, 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 to begin with at the start. So at the start, when he fucking lifted it fire. up, and I was expecting it to go pew, pew, pew. But no, we got fire, which I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant touch. Um, and then when he put it back into the more fire. stand, then I expected, I expected, pew, pew, pew. I expected Kane fire. Oh, yeah, the ring from the ring. Yeah, but that's yeah, King yeah. stick. He can fight Kane. What, over the yeah. use of corner pyro? <laughs> corner pyro on a pole. <laughs> big Mords versus Big Glenn. Book it, Vince. I like how Mords had a little prey in the corner. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm calling him Mords. Because I feel like Mordecai is so Mords. hard to say like fast. <laughs> Mods. Oh, Gangrel's son. Um, signing the crowd. Mordecai equals ratings. I, I hope so. so but... It's a great gimmick. Um, so we get a big start from Mods and he launches Scott into the ropes. Um, he fucking, he hits a quite fucking orthodox, mm. or unorthodox even, hits a headlock round the top of the yeah, ring post. Quite, rather than orthodox, straight out of the gate with all that um, momentum as well. Oh, it was, there's was fucking knees were getting thrown all over the place. It was launching fucking Scotty Toy into the ring post. Uh, he bends him over the ropes and nearly fucking snaps him in two. Uh, we go to the outside and fucking he just booms him to Scotty Toy all over the place. Absolutely. Well, we all know what happens there, don't we, Papa Rag? Uh, Michael Cole, he says, when was the last time you saw Scotty Toy manhandled in this sort of way? Every match. Every fucking match. Unless the is there. <laughs> Every week, all the, all the time. Um, Scotty with a bit of the comeback offence, but he gets cut off. A big super kick, though, from Scotty, and he sets Mords up for the worm. Now, this is where my issue comes straight away. Michael, if this is the anti-taker, would Undertaker set himself up for the worm? I know it doesn't happen. I know he reverses it, but it would he have no. put himself in such a compromising position to receive that bulldog and be set up for, to, to, for Scotty to do his fucking WOR no, build? Because no. That's your problem straight away. Straight away. We are burying this guy. Exactly. We've, we've not just too much offense. We've allowed him to set up for his finish. That's how you, they've just killed him straight away. By, oh, look. Oh, well, Scotty Twitter can kind of, I know he didn't hit the finish, but he can kind of get close. Well, if he can get close, fucking Booker T and your Rob Van Damme's world are going to batter him. He's now just gangrel. That face buster Not happy. made him bleed Honestly, from the mouth as well. It weren't needed. We could have had... Yeah, well, I, I think it could have been it a super kick. 
Yeah, something did. Because I think that added to the effect a little bit, but I think in Vince's mind, he might see that as always a bit of a pussy. Probably. That's why... Do you know what I mean? You don't that's know... That's why he ends up becoming... Um, there's a reason why. This is this is the same one that we're going to have to keep and really analyse and look at where it went wrong. Because at this minute, he had a dominant first pay-per-view appearance. He batters... With a razor's edge. Uh, what did you... Yeah, oh, the crucifix, as Michael Cole said to begin with. He went, that was quite the crucifix. Oh, no, actually, the razor's edge. But, yeah, Mordecai got the victory in, like, three minutes. Um, but I think, yeah, it was good visual with blood on his mouth, but does Vince see that as a pussy? But for me... Um, Scotty got too much yeah, offence. you don't let Scotty... He got too much offence for a guy that you're building up, if you're going to be building up as the next taker. But for me... It should have been like a video game uh, squash match, where you have to... Build your momentum bar up. Eat your finish. <laughs> just bash him until you... <laughs> he just needs to do more moves. Just not enough, not enough moves to get ready for yeah. your finisher. That short clothesline. Again, pinpointing that neck. Surgically repaired neck of Scotty too hot. Are you impressed with this guy? I'm very impressed by him. Now what? What is this? What's he looking at? What is it? For divine reverence, perhaps. Whack job. Uh-oh. Scotty up on the shoulders of Mordecai. What the? He's got him up. Look, look at this. Oh, no. Looks like sort of a crucifix. Perhaps like a razor's oh, edge. Man. The cover. It is over. Mordecai. Impressive. So, yeah. So, what did you make then overall to the debut of Big Bad Morty? So, entrance, amazing. Morty, we got to go back. The match was just to build uh, Mordecai as a big looking clean guy. But as I said, Scotty got too much offence, which makes me rate this 1.5 Mavens. See, I want to like it. I want to love Mordecai because in theory, it is the gimmick's an brilliant. amazing gimmick. And the guy that's playing him, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Kevin Thorne, he goes on to obviously be the vampire guy and all stuff. He's a very good wrestler. He's nothing outstanding, nothing sparkling, but there's a lot of people worse. So, a lot of people worse who's made it further. Moves. Uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just think, I feel like they've shot themselves in the foot straight away by allowing Scotty to batter him a little bit. Um, I think the super kick to the face, Vince is going to see him as a bit of a pussy. Yeah, that's just my opinion on why I think it doesn't yeah. work for Mordecai. But we'll see what happens going forward. Um, we go backstage, Michael. Uh, we've got Charvo. He squares up. <laughs> Jackie comes and well, Jackie's boobs come and Why square up Cheech to Charvo. After well, Cheese gets a little bit excited in like thirty seconds with a little bit of underwear because, as we spoke about on Heat, Jackie's got and a she present for Charvo. Lives a pitch and perfect. Charvo. She's got like great Jackie. personality. Jackie's a, Jackie's a beast. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why yes, she's never used more. Exactly. She was never used more as a manager. Yeah, because she was though, wasn't it? Like when she was, was it Miss Texas or something like that? Way, 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 yeah. way back in the day. Uh, Mark She was, she was like, was she a manager for? I want to say she reminds you of like, I may be really fucking wrong here, and people are going to correct me so so much. I feel like for like a Ron Simmons tag team, she APA. was a manager for. Not maybe not APA. Doom, but did they? No, 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 no. Way, way, way back when. Way, way, way back when. Like when she first started out, when she was like Miss Texas or whatever she was called, I'm sure she was a manager for like like NWA's fucking version of. Oh, well, well, I don't know. I'm think I'm picturing two black guys and Miss Jackie. But anyway, she should have been used more as a manager. Like when she was with Mark Mero, that was brilliant. She back knows in the how day. to be on camera. Should have been used a lot more. 
Absolutely. It's a shame that this is the only time in our timeline that we'll ever see a be that charismatic on screen. Yeah, but it was... I think it's one of them things where they they wanted to do something a bit drastic and a bit shocking and have a bit of man versus woman violence because obviously it's always a bit fun. Shh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I think we've caught Jackie a bit too late, haven't we, really? Yeah. And it, you've kind of got to just applaud WWE for keep still having Jackie here where we're now in 2004 and Jackie... I don't know how long it is till she goes, but I don't think it's that long it's that not she's that still long around. At all. Uh, but if you think she started out, especially in WWE back in like 98, she's had a good run. Yeah, she a lot reached, of women. And then she goes to TNA as well. Exactly. And what you got to think about when she joined WWE, she had a hell of a career before that. She was like in yeah. a, she wasn't in her like in a youth years when she joined WWE. She don't know, she was in Batista years. So yeah. you can't fault. I think Miss Jackie is one up there. Is she in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, is she? Oh, fair play. I was going to say, yeah, she certainly deserves a spot. Certainly. Up next, Michael. You look so good to me. So, we asked all of you. <laughs> Do you know, I was going to bring this in after I asked you how we got here, but we're here. We go for it. So, go on. Hit me with your rhythm stick. I know you had a problem with this. Yeah, so, we gave you the final four to vote for. Well, we Original, to begin with, let's get everyone in the full loop. We felt like in the previous episode that Has and Rico, the new tag team sensation on SmackDown, they needed a new name because they don't have one. They're just Has and Rico and Miss Jackie. So we put it out to the Twitterverse as normal and the Twitterverse delivered us numerous choices. So I picked my favourite four without letting Michael know. These were my favourite four and I threw them into a poll. And the, the poll was we had Team Third Wheel, Cornet's first Connery, which made me fucking piss myself. Two D's and a P. And the winner, a pain in the ass. Which I thought was fucking brilliant. I was quite happy with pain in the ass. I thought, you know something, yeah. And the, the Twitterverse and Facebook's uh, verse <laughs> has, has delivered us numerous suggestions for tag team names and we've, we've put loads. And we've practically got a roster of Fan created made, made up names, and it's brilliant. We love you for that, absolutely. It's one of the best things I love about doing this whole thing, in all honesty, just how creative some people can get. Um, but Mike's got a problem with this, and yeah, I just prefer my name. Go on, Wigman and the Maverick. So, Rico is the best ring, wingman ever, setting up Hass and Jackie, and they're still together to this day. That is a good wingman. A wingman and a maverick but, from Top Gun. But that's not happened yet. At this minute in time, it's still Rico that wants a piece of Charlie Haas. Yeah, I reckon backstage. Do you reckon Rico watches? Ah, oh, Michael. <laughs> that's what he gets out of this. Charlie! 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 <laughs> Don't hurt Charlie! So it is your SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Your champions. Team. Pain in the ass. Slash... Wingman and the Maverick going up against the dream team of Billy Gunn and Bob Holly. Alabama now, ass men. What more do you need? What what I find best? Uh, charisma, um, wrestling ability, uh, mic skills. You've um, got them all. <laughs> so I mean, Michael. Bob, Bob does not shy away from going on that runway. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I was surprised that Billy <laughs> didn't doesn't. go for it. 
Well, he's had his time. I think even Billy knows himself that my time's come and gone. I'm 40-odd-year-old, walking around in fucking spandex telling people that I'm an ass man. Hey, once an ass man, always an ass man. <laughs> hey, ass man for life. <laughs> so, Michael, how did we get here? So, Rico <laughs> no was drafted. No one from... quite knows. <laughs> Rico was drafted from Raw to SmackDown. Had a match yeah. with Huss. Then the next week, yeah. they were a tag team. They did. A match for tag tag titles. They won. They won the rematch. One of them had a single match against uh, Bob. I think with Rico. I can't tell. They both look the same. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde hair and spandex. And now we're here. What would have gone... How would have they done it? Let's say they go with Bob and Billy winning and they have a rematch. And 99% of rematches, especially in the tag team scene have stipul- stipulations so what stip would we have let's let's fantasy book for a second what stip would we have for the rematch if bob and bill were to win the tag titles jackie gade on the pole match <laughs> i know that's what you were gonna say <laughs> it's the only logical outcome it's the only logical choice did you notice that uh michael cole at the start of the match he said that for rico every day is a gay law yeah which means party, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> he also says thing. that it's rare that the, tag ch- that the champions are the underdogs. Uh, it can't be that rare when he says it pretty much all the time. Yeah. But remember, he says it is, at least three times tonight. This is a rare Undertaker appearance, remember, Michael? Um, this is as you... rare as a Weatherspoon steak. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, this is kind of what the tag team scene is like on SmackDown at the minute. Um, we've got nobody about. There's, we're completely drained now. We're absolutely drained. Like even the Bashams aren't a thing no more yeah. at the minute. We're absolutely drained. So like for a but couple we've of got months, ten, no more than ten tag teams in the whole main roster. Exactly, and that's that's getting worse and worse all the time because they're not. We're turning into. I think it was like 2011. Like every tag team on Raw and SmackDown was a team consisting of two singles guys who had no to do. Yeah. And we're getting so much like that now. We've got Team 420. We've got the fucking Bob and Bill. There's so many teams across both brands that have just got nothing to do. So just because it's simple and easy and it just fills time and it gets wrestlers out there, it stops wrestlers complaining they're not getting TV time. Just let's, It's just it's a terrible time. To say how far we've come in let's say, a year and a half from having the SmackDown 6 and all the amazing tag team matches between all them to where we are now. And it's just like... You can't build a division of three teams. You can't. You absolutely you can't. Um, so the match then, um, Hassan Holly, they start with Haskett in the upper hand. Uh, Rico t- getting put through the woodshed here. <laughs> uh, Rico tags in by touching Charlie's chest. Uh, I love how they bounce so well off each other. It is brilliant. You can tell they are. You can, like you said, uh, Rico being the Silla Black of uh, of matchmaking. Um, you can see why because I think strip the gimmick back. You can see that they. I imagine backstage they've got quite the fucking little bond between all three of them. Yeah. To the point probably where Rico watches like you suggested earlier. He um, probably does. That's what he gets <laughs> out of this. Uh, Rico, he freaks out Bob Ali who tags in Billy. Uh, he Billy wants continues. No part of- 
I quite like how Billy continues to act like, like he doesn't like this gay on gay stuff. Uh, this yeah. gay on guy stuff, even. This gay on gay stuff. Uh, even though, like, what he did with Chuck, not a year ago. Well, it was over a year ago. Yeah, two years ago, maybe now. Yeah. Even still. Come no, on, not Billy. two years yet. You're not that old. You can still remember. Um, Rico, though, he grabs his ass and Billy wants to tag out, but Bob's fucking leaps from the apron. He wants no part of this. Did you catch Michael Cole's on? Comment on commentary when Rico was riding him. <laughs> that, that, that sounded wrong than it was. I thought Billy Gunn was the rodeo cowboy. Well, yeah, boy. Um, the challengers finally take over, um, and Hardcore Holly nails his sweet as dropkick uh, during the process. Uh, hardcore, Picture perfect. He, Michael, did you enjoy that? Hardcore went up top rope for a big fuck all. Uh, the flare flop <laughs> looks like he'd be going for a hop in a pool or something what was he going for <laughs> just, he just jumped off and Randy's having his elbow I think because Randy kind of does that he just steps he's off he doesn't jump, doesn't jump oh, off right. <laughs> I don't know just trying to get like five stars or something we're trying to get five mavens um, I like how Rico was the one that got the hot tag and he was the one that run wild the clotheslines yeah. and a big atomic drop on Billy Gunn um, Billy though he seems to reverse it and hits the famouser but has though he blind tags during the process. Hits a lovely German on Big, Billy. beautiful German. Uh, Holly attempts that Alabama slammer, but Rico super kicks him, allowing Has to roll him up and retain in 10 minutes, 26 seconds. I had a problem. Why did Bob Holly spin around with the Alabama slam? Why didn't he just hit it when he had him? Uh, still, your tag champions are a pain in the ass. Shot to the midsection. Billy got Famouser. Famouser connects. Yeah, there might have been a blind tag. I don't know. It might have been there. I think. Oh, German. I think a tag was made to Charlie Haas. I heard Billy it. Gunn didn't realize it. And Charlie Haas, I think, is the legal man. Yeah, nice German suplex by Haas on Gunn. Now Holly legal going in there right now. But what a great move by Charlie Haas to make the tag there. Very smart. Oh, look at this. Oh, my God. Alabama slam. Watch out. Rico. Shoulders down. as a tag team Charlie Two men that have nothing in common, Rico and Haas, but yet they have one thing in common, I stand corrected, tag team gold. They are the WWE Tag Team Champions. But give it up for Charlie Haas. He had the wherewithal to make that blind tag, and then Rico had the wherewithal uh, to deliver that kick right. to the face of Billy Gunn. Uh, give it up to Rico, too. I'm going to give that one three and a half, Mavens. Um, that was a fun I, match. I'm biased, so I'm going solid four Mavens. It was it was a fun match. It had comedy spots. We had famous. We had Alabama slammers. I was. I know that he didn't. Almost successful. The Alabama almost hit Alabama fan. Yeah, it was solid. It was it was the best of what is a terrible situation, as we spoke about at the start of SmackDown's tag team division. Yeah. 100%. We go backstage, Michael. We get a promo from the Undertaker. A very Eugenesque. It was, I loved it. Undertaker said, fuck all apart from rest in peace. And Paul Bear said, fuck all apart from tonight. Undertaker's going to make you rest in peace. It was brilliant. And that leads us to our match next, which is the Cruiserweight Women's Championship. Big Titty Jackie going up against Charvo. Who lost with two Charvo arms. Daddy. And then offers, um, offers a match where he's got one arm. So, Michael, Women's Cruiserweight Championship, one arm tied behind the back. 
How did we get here? So after Chavo Guerrero beat everyone at WrestleMania, that sounds a lot better than it was. <laughs> um, he issued out an open challenge, and it was answered by, and to quote Tony Chibble, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Of all the all the contestants that were waiting for their SmackDown opportunity, Miss Texas, and she beat Chavo after a low, bo- low blow and a roll up. That's all it takes sometimes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You got to lie, cheat, and steal to beat a Guerrero. That's it. And obviously, Chavo, because he couldn't beat her with two arms, he says, He's I could easily arm. beat her with one arm tied behind my back, which leads to tonight. Um, so, Chavo will have one arm tied behind his back with a bit of rope. And um, yeah, it should be very interesting to see how he can somehow manage to overcome Big Titty Miss J. Uh, so, the match itself then, Chavo, he hits uh, a one arm backbreaker early on. Um, I did like how Chavo was getting quite a lot of fencing, uh, offensing, sorry, uh, just with one arm. And it, even though you can't kind of get the oomph on a clothesline, he was still trying to do his best job that he could just with one yeah. arm tied behind his well, back. Well, if anyone can wrestle with one arm on SmackDown, it's Guerrero, Guerrero, 100%. Because Kurt's uh, injured. Uh, Jackie does a weird head scissors in the corner that Chavo had to go kind of like the wrong way to land correctly and throw himself into the ring post. Jackie actually goes to work on Chavo and hits a sleeper. I mean, here we go, she's going to put Chavo down, that's it. Take away his fucking high, high offence. Um, kicks from Jackie knocks Chavo down for a two. Uh, Jackie, she knocks Chavo classic off the apron. Uh, turns around though into a mean clothesline. Um, but she gets a near fall after a low blow. But then Chavo, he cheats as well. Unties his arm on the outside thanks to his popper's help. Um, and behind the ref's back a few times, uh, he gets rather a few shots in. And we get a big shot and then he drops Jackie over the top rope. Um, Chavo Classic, he does a grand job distracting the ref, and as you said, leads to one gory bob later, and after around four and a half minutes, your new Cruiserweight Champion, normal service has been resumed. Chavo Guerrero, Michael, what did you make to a very, very short Cruiserweight match on Judgment Day 2004? Yeah, it's weird having a short Cruiserweight match on a Smackdown show, when we used to having... Well, we Fif- used to 15 minute the... openers, yeah, 15 yeah. minute openers. With some of the best cruiserweight action that wrestling could offer in 2004. But you know, to choose the one row, Ray's now tag team with RVD. No balls on Velocity in blue pants. Kayotai 2.0, they're backstage at Velocity. No one's, there's, there's, there's nothing, there's nobody. Spikes. Spikes. Spike. It's just on an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like after the match that the both uh, the travels they were a bit, they were carrying on being dicks to Jackie? Yeah. And that's it. No more women in the cruiserweight division. You made me do this, Jacqueline. And so did every single one of you who laughed at me. Well, Jacqueline, you're not laughing anymore, are you? And now none of you can ever laugh at Chavo Guerrero again. Right. Because I am once again the WWE Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, with the help of your dad. Doesn't matter. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good situation and story. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the new Cruiserweight Champion. Chavo Guerrero retains the Cruiserweight Gold. 
Chavo Classic, extremely proud of his son. Well, he didn't retain it. He, he won. But yeah, overall thoughts, how many Mavens on there? Uh, so I'll give that slide two and a half. Because for Cruiserweight match, for an interview match, it was pretty entertaining. I'd probably have to agree with you there. I think I would give it two and a half Mavens out of five Mavens. Obviously, if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it would be getting 94 million Mavens. Um, up next, Doctor versus Baguette. America versus France. The feud is the same as the main event. You're not American, therefore I don't like you. How did we get here? So, after Tori almost got Kurt Angle killed, she appeared on Café de la Day. <laughs> Café de la Day. With Black Fifi. With Black Fifi. I miss, then... I miss Black Fifi. I miss all the Fifis. <laughs> Grey Fifi was my favourite Fifi. All the Black, Fifis. Black Fifi was a beautiful Fifi. All the Fifis. <laughs> hey, there's um, nothing wrong with a good Fifi. So, Michael, how did we get here? We had Café de René. Cena came out to save Tori Wilson. Of and course. They had a bit of a scrap. Then Kurt Angle made the match tonight. That's basically it. Yeah. And like you said, 
It is an absolute carbon copy of JBL versus Guerrero, just rolls reversed, and this time, uh, dirty foreigner. Exactly. <laughs> well, J- JBL should be an advocate for John Cena in this feud. I think this is how. This is probably the start of Cena's Mania feud. They're both taking a very similar main event run. One's yeah. Arab American, I don't like you because USA. One's Arab American, I don't like you because I'm racist. Because <laughs> Mexit means Mexit. Uh, so John Cena, he makes his entrance with a large Lakers top on. And do you know what it instantly made me think of? No. That Raw that Raw episode with Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. When he nearly killed Randy Orton and never appeared for WWE again. When it was Lakers versus some other baseball by baseball. Some other Heat? basketball team. I wanna say Miami Heat. It could have been, yeah. And it was because it was some big basketball match. Yeah. In, in the, no no it weren't. It was because something to do with fucking the Arsenal owner, that Sam Cronkey. Was he not trying to get Raw to cancel their event because he wanted to use the arena instead? something like that something like that we'll look yeah. into this before yeah. we get to that time um, and yeah in about pissed... 10 years <laughs> yeah, yeah. once coronavirus has fucked off Michael yo 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 na 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 this is Ellie baby I want to hear you make some noise up in this bitch fucking alright raw dog fucking hell <laughs> My name is the J to the O to the A to the N. To the C to the N to the A. Rene Dupree, he ain't going to beat me. There's just no chance. I'm going to take that bitch and beat his ass and send him all the way back to France. He hates the USA. He should (laughs) hate... Go on, can you? (laughs) He should hate me instead. Looks like Fifi took a pee-pee on the top of his head. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Thoughts on this Fifi, Michael? Not, it wasn't black Fifi, but it was a nice Fifi. <laughs> it, was, it was a pleasant Fifi. So is Fifi, is Fifi watch now rig watch? What happens if he comes out with one of them like shaven poodles? Oh, <laughs> and, it's not... a sha- and it's a shaven Fifi. <laughs> or what about if he comes out with a poodle that's just got a little strip down back and it's a Brazilian Fifi? <laughs> <laughs> so the match then, we start with John Cena getting the crowd all pumped up. Uh, Dupree, he does a poor impersonation of the signature Shawn Michaels corner bump before sending Cena outside by pulling the top ropes down. Uh, he takes him to the outside and starts to work on the back, even applying a bear hug over Rene Dupree thinking he's like a fucking <laughs> mid-90s 500-pound monster delivering a bear hug to John Cena. It's who, a Cena match. Who's basically We're bound to get a bear him. hug. <laughs> Cena fights out of a jawbreaker and goes to the five-knuckle shuffle but misses. Uh, Dupree hits the spine buster, goes for the French tickler, but then misses an elbow. Um, he, he does though plant Cena with a DDT, but again, no cover by Rene. After Cena goes up top for that patented axe handle smash. <laughs> One, the, the seventh move of the five moves of doom. Just um, the axe handle, not that leg drop he does that he's famous for, that axe uh, handle smash. I do love the leg, the Cena leg drop. I, I wish that he would have carried on using that. Like He used it in his earlier years and then didn't use it again for a long time. Then yeah. all of a sudden sort of pulling it out from the top rope. It's like, go on, Cena. Where he'd have to get his balance for five minutes and all. He started doing it guy. after he turned face. Yeah. And you'd just get whoever his opponent was to just stand there bent over for 30 seconds while Cena got his balance. <laughs> Bless him. I always love when he pulled out that springboard stunner against Owens. 
They're like, the original camera angle made it look fucking amazing. And then you actually saw it and it was like, oh yeah, fucking hell. Or the one he did against Rusev. <laughs> yeah. Or was it against Rusev, the first one, where he slipped first and one. fell? Yeah, where he slipped and fell. Uh, bless his fucking heart. Um, Ray Dupree, he ends up countering the FU into a net breaker, covering this time for a two count. Uh, Cena, he uses two pin combinations for near falls before catching Dupree as he tries to leap over him with an FU to retain in six seconds short of ten minutes. Michael, what did you make to our United States Championship match? It on wasn't Judgment the Day? usual ending formula. Uh, no, which, it wasn't. No. Which made it better. Um, he did, Ray he lost nothing going with this loss. Obviously, he did, he did his, like, his... Uh, we get the FU at the end, obviously. It wasn't like he won by a schoolboy or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the, the throwback into the five-knuckle shuffle, into the FU. We we got the components of all Cena's moves and stuff, and we saw what Cena can do, just not in an order, which is how it should be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't make it how it turns into how... Don't make it, anything it, predictable. It's nice that this wasn't. Do you know what I mean? The last, like, four Cena matches we've seen on SmackDown... He's probably done ninety percent of it. Has he's been that it. formula, yeah. He's been doing so it. It was a nice, nice. It was a pleasant, refreshing change. I think Michael. I think for this time being, he's just going to keep like this for pay per view. But what well, just makes it shows. a bit boring, and it is yeah. just my big moves, which kind of makes sense if you could throw back to like uh, wrestling challenge and superstars of the early nineties, where you saw Razor Ramon versus fucking Mike Trash and fucking The Undertaker versus John Bin. Uh, and all you got were choke slams, tombstones, razor edges, uh, fall away slams, big moves. You didn't get, do you know what I mean? Fucking uh, just rest holds and uh, little power bombs, uh, not power, I wish power bombs sometimes, uh, body slams and little suplexes, do you know what I mean? And just counter holds. You kind of didn't get that when it was razor diesel, fucking taker versus jobbers. And is that the sort of yeah. element with Cena where we're going to get that formula of his best moves on SmackDown? And I then on pay-per-view. So, is that where it changes then, do you reckon? Where it turns into laziness. So, he's like, well, this formula works. I'm just going to do it on pay-per-view now. That's what I think happens. Because it's what getting reactions every day. No, definitely. Definitely. So, very good, if very good get, point. he's getting positive reactions day in, day out. Let's keep doing it until it fucking burns a hole in your throat. A collective groan. Hits backslide. 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 There's down again. And again. Go. Dupree rolls out. Out of near falls. And Dupree again on the offense. Yeah, he's on it. I, 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 I tell you, I think Dupree, Dupree's looking good. Oh, look at that. Wait, wait a minute here. Cena. F you. F you connecting. Here's the title. Down to the line. Cena got it. Cena retains the title. Here's your winner. And still, United States champion, John Cena. Taz Renee Dupree made one mistake. Absolutely very good observation. A very, very physical battle. John Cena getting out of LA. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. The United States Championship. Michael, we get a vignette for Kenzo Suzuki. Uh, Vince's attempt to get a Suzuki sponsorship deal. Just like on uh, the pre-show, I don't want to offend people, so I won't try and replicate what Suzuki said. <laughs> Some of that. It sounded about right. Michael, up next, Booker T. With his bag of dirt. Big dead mark. He vows to slap the dead out of the conscience of the WWE. How did we get here? Well, Booker T was trans 
was not drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> no. Triple H was drafted to SmackDown. He was. But no, 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 no. Alan isn't playing them games. No. I'm going back to Raw. You can have Booker T at Dudley's. So Booker T's pissed, pissed off. pissed off Booker T. Because he's now getting main event level time, which he wasn't getting on Raw. And that's annoyed him somehow. I would team him with Goldust, and then I did, I did fuck all for a while. I had a shot at Icy title, didn't work. I did fuck all. Now I'm like wrestling The Undertaker on SmackDown. But nah, I'm better than this. So Booker inadvertently calls out Taker on SmackDown. Taker answers the challenge, so to speak. Booker T then goes shopping for voodoo. And with the sign of the night, when Booker T's making his entrance, Booker Shango. <laughs> Booker Shango. Which uh, is a throwback to Michael's little rant about how that's exactly how they should. They shouldn't have took him to a little voodoo witch doctor. He should have took him to Papa Shango. Papa Shango in the desert in parts unknown. Um, so yeah, what did you make to the overall build then for uh, Taker's first match since Mania and obviously Booker T's first big pay-per-view match since the draft? Probably the best person to go with. Because you've got Taker, he's... No pun intended, he's the big dog. It's so hard to do over Skype. <laughs> oh, I knew you'd do that. I Such knew you'd a do throwback, that. Michael. We're living in 2020, apparently. Feels like 2016. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so did SmackDown do its job in getting you excited for Booker T versus Taker? I was hyped for this match, yes. Taker wins best entrance alone. Um, no, big mods. I like Takers as well. The f the gates on fire. And then when he... Did you notice his hat looked like it had been out in the rain? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, this is... I, I do like... and I, it, it, it got, it, Little tiny details like that. Trench coat taker. But with elements of new gen taker. Is, it's Big Dead Mark in it. It's, it's Mark yeah. Calloway, dead, dead Mark Calloway. It's not New Gen Undertaker. It's not Early Nineties Undertaker. It's certainly not fucking Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. It's a different Undertaker. And every single time that he's um, brought out a different variation of the same guy, he's always managed to tweak it that little bit and make that that time that point in time stand still. That's why he's been and be iconic. That's why he's been iconic for thirty years. Absolutely. And all it is that takes is a bit of clothing. Because nothing's really changed moveset wise. Obviously when he were it, it does do more moves in this match than he used to do back in the new gen. Well, because he's cause yeah, because he's now he's big dead mark now. He's not the Undertaker. The Undertaker moved slow. He was he was a zombie. He was a he was dead. This is now the American Badass got buried alive and it's the spirit of American Badass coming back as the Undertaker. So you've got the moves, the quickness of American Badass, but he's dead. Yeah. From the land of the rising sun comes a man of pride, a warrior with honor, Kenzo Suzuki. Crowd in Los 
Los Angeles here at Judgment Day. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we have a treat for you. It is a rare appearance by perhaps the most decorated superstar in the history of the WWE, The Undertaker. Oh, the dead man is, the dead man is here, baby, and it is Judgment Day, and there you see it, The Undertaker colliding and clashing with Booker T, baby. Well, this all started when Booker T came to SmackDown at Raw and proclaimed that he was the greatest superstar in SmackDown history. I just want to make something perfectly clear. I came from being a star on Raw to now being a mega star on SmackDown. I'm better than your champion, Eddie Guerrero. Consider yourself insulted. Hell, I'm better than The Undertaker. Oh, yes, Booker T is the best thing to ever hit SmackDown. Now, can you dig that sucker? I believe Booker T is going to be introduced to the conscience of SmackDown. in time here. So, what did you make to our match then? Uh, and what were your favourite spots of Booker T versus The Undertaker at Judgment Day? Well, Taker hits a big jumping leg drop. He did. He, he, he got some get big airtime on that. Yeah, he can. And then um, a flat I, I rider. Like ju- 
just to put in before that, I quite like it, like it was Undertaker's like early uh, flurry of offence, uh, but Booker T hit an axe kick and then but Good. walked perfect into that side slam. For some reason, Undertaker and Kane, they've always managed to them sort of moves that oh yeah, they're brothers. Because yeah. they hit identical side slams, and it's brilliant. They just have that hang time well, I think uh, Kane, where they can just swing them round. Glenn would have probably learned that from Taker. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, but yeah, Because I don't think he drop. ever used a side slam like that when he was Isaac. I yank him. Uh, did you like the missile dropkick from the Booker Man? The uh, one that eliminated two. RVD from the chamber? Yes. <laughs> that, that missile dropkick. Um... He survived old school before slipping out of the last ride and hitting the referee by mistake. It was like, hmm, shenanigans maybe. Great referee. I, I was expecting Kane, not going to lie. I expecting Kane. Yeah, um, but you know, he's too busy to try to rape Lita. Oh, well, there is that. Um, the contents of the bag, obviously it's... Um, it, it bag just, of dirt. Uh, well, no, because has anyone thrown dirt in your eyes and it's like not affected you at all? It, well, for a second... Taken. Not really, yeah, but I'm sorry. What there must have been? It must have been like some special magical magic powder. Not like it's I, not mist, is it? No, it's, yeah, but what is it? Because that's evaporated straight away for it not to go into Undertaker's eyes, or for or they've practiced that and practiced that and practiced that to a point where Big Dead Mark know exactly where to close his eyes. Probably because he did not react at all. Like even if I know, like when, like let's say when Brett got uh, the salt through in his eyes at WrestleMania Nine. Um, I know he's, he had to sell it but surely there would be five seconds where you actually kind of have to get your fucking sight back in that oh yeah definitely where Taker did not sell it at all Big Dead Mark like fuck he off can't. not bad he's not supposed to that's his gimmick Big Dead Mark um, Taker he misses a running big boat leading Booker to start working the leg um, Booker ends up hitting the scissors kick for two Undertaker though quickly forgets about selling the leg Hits a choke slam and a tombstone for the victory in 11 and a half minutes. Undertaker still feeling that knee, but beginning to sense it. Gotta wonder how that knee is of Undertaker. Can he lift his man up on the team? Going for the round. Can he do it? He did it! Slam! Oh man! Uh-oh! Oh my god! Remember the, the warning of the Undertaker earlier tonight! To Booker T, Undertaker, oh man, Tombstone, oh man, Booker T, wow. rest in peace. Here is your winner, The Undertaker. Wow, on one leg, The Undertaker did it. Well, I'll tell you, Booker T, bringing the fight to The Undertaker. But The Undertaker, the phenom himself. Hey, I'll tell you something, though, Taz. He did it, man. Not for nothing, but Booker T was very, very impressive here tonight. He was, but The Undertaker just had too much. Just too much. The choke slam, then the tombstone, and those deadly eyes of The Undertaker. Wow. Physical matchup, though. Very physical, but The Undertaker picks up the victory at Judgment Day. A rare and very impressive outing for The Undertaker here at Judgment Day. He just doesn't slow down, does he? No way, no way, baby. Michael, what did you make to the match and how many fucking mavens? 
I thought it was a decent match. Taker's first, he was always going to win. Of it's course. His first SmackDown pay-per-view was dead, Mark. But if you're going to, if you're going to, obviously I know it's not the idea yet because they only really push Booker when he wins King of the Ring. Uh, but if the idea would have been to to push Booker going forward, Booker gets the win. So we but now Booker know firmly... loses no momentum here. I, I don't know. Yeah, but does he not? He doesn't gain anything neither. It does. He gains. He gains if he wins. If he wins over Taker's first match from WrestleMania, Booker goes over, and Booker then comes back on next week's SmackDown as the biggest yeah, cockiest motherfucker. I then told you, can't you have before. Lose anything. For yeah, for six months, and then Booker's the next guy that takes uh, Eddie defeats JBL, and JBL goes fucking back to mid card, right? And JBL goes to fight Cena for the US belt. No, gets to put him. Yeah, yeah, I can take him. Yeah, JBL and Akio or something. <laughs> but JBL then goes to fight Cena for the US belt, and that frees up the main event slot. There you go. Insert new main event. Booker T that would be for great. six months for six months Ransom raves about how he's just proven how he's the best on Smackdown I beat The Undertaker his first match from Wrestlemania I beat The Undertaker and then he goes for Rey Mysterio uh, for Rey Mysterio sorry he goes for Eddie Guerrero they could have a two three month pay-per-view feud they could make it they could go deep and dark about how they were both fucked to, uh, you could use the JBL angle use the Brock Lesnar angle but this time have Eddie Guerrero reverse it as well you're just as bad as me. You've been in prison. There's, there's angles they could go with it. Bring yeah. back Steve. Bring back Stevie Ray. Bring back fucking Charvo turning face. <laughs> there's, there's ways they could take on. Because you can't turn Eddie heel. <laughs> Speaking of then, Eddie Guerrero and JBL, Michael, it's time for our main event of the evening. And these two get half an hour. Championship. They get half an hour. JBL gets half an hour. Let that sink in. How did we get here? How did we get to the point that Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat, is defending the WWE Championship against Justin Hawk Bradshaw on a pay-per-view main event? Because JBL's a Texas Trump. And Vince's golfing buddy. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. That's the build. <laughs> <laughs> JBL's so, rich, so he's bought his way to the main event. Yeah, he basically racist. has done that. Um, so we originally had the uh, Kurt Angle Appreciation fucking uh, Participation Award or whatever it was. Uh, it was gonna, the winner was John Bradshaw Layfield. Uh, and then we've had a few weeks of JBL's promos about how Mexicans are knobheads unless they clean my shit and tidy my house. Uh, we had the episode of Smackdown where he had a guy try and win some money by doing an old million dollar man stick of wiping his car, cleaning his car. Uh, but just Did at the last RBD? second... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've kind of enjoyed the build. It's been a bit weird, especially when they went to the house show and we had Michael Cole using the Owen voice to uh, describe what happened to Eddie's mum. Ladies and gentlemen from New York City, John Bradshaw Mayfield. What greater success stories are there in America than me? I've got a financial book by Simon and Schuster out. I've got a radio show that starts May 1st. I have become the top financial analyst on network TV. I've got a portfolio that has beat the stock market seven out of the last seven years. I 
have succeeded in everything but one thing, and that is wrestling. Because I thought it was more important to have a good time, to drink beer, to play cards, to visit our troops. But that ain't got me jack. So something's fixing to happen around here. You're fixing to see an impact. So get ready. Business is about to pick up. for the WWE title goes to John Bradshaw Layfield. Wow! Come on! Wow, he did it! Who better to represent America than me? JBL, what I see is a great American sellout. Eddie Guerrero has stolen the spotlight from JBL. He's a thief! You are a black mark on society, Eddie Guerrero. You are a disgrace to America. You're going to pay for this, Eddie. You will pay. incident occurred involving the Guerrero family. Eddie was in the ring, finished up a match, invited his family in to celebrate, and unfortunately, this tragedy followed. Mrs. Guerrero, Eddie's mother, suffered a heart attack. business. Eddie has to take responsibility for the circumstances and what happens, the consequences. You don't understand something, John. You traumatized my family. You put your hands on a 76-year-old defenseless woman. That, my friend, is a coward. Make no mistake. I don't give a damn about Eddie Guerrero's mother. If she dies, So, Michael, it's WWE Championship time, Eddie versus JBL. Um, before the match, JBL cuts a total dick fucking heelish promo on the Spanish people in the crowd. Um, with Eddie Guerrero being furious about what JBL did to his mum, we get exactly what you should get in every blood feud match. Straight out of the gate. Straight out of the gate. He attacks at the bell, beats up JBL. The he attacks before the bell. Well, yeah. Uh, JBL tries to get away, but Eddie is relentless and he chokes him with ringside cables. Uh, JBL then tries to fucking... I don't like, to be fair, right, this is where my issue is. He's been saying, now oh, he's going to take WWE title, he's going to be WWE championship, uh, champion, sorry. This is the biggest opportunity in the fucking career of JBL. But just because Eddie's a little bit pissed off and he starts going with cables and stuff, you're going to walk away. You wouldn't walk away in a world title match. You double no. the size of him. Get your fucking... Take a minute, take a breather, well, go to work. That's what Eddie was on about when he said on SmackDown, you're fucked. Exactly. <laughs> he's not about beating him up. He's not about. Yeah. He's going to get exhausted and walk. You're going to get absolutely straight. Well, that's what Eddie's bumping and in, 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 round him in it. That's the main thing. 
Uh, Jared Bale kind of moves four feet in different directions and then he does the rest of the work. JBL's outfit. Uh... Blue trunks for a redneck, white trash, blue collar Texas. <laughs> I don't think they've not quite got there yet, have they? They keep they're tweaking with it. We've gone from having um, JBL looks version... better than the black. No, no. See, I prefer the black. I think the black look better. I, but I think they're both. Look, I prefer the blue over the APA gear, but that's JBL badge. Yeah. They were mid-card. They were still, I'm still a tag team wrestler pants. At least now going with the old school, just wearing fucking short pants. That is main event. Is it is main event attire. He's a mid-card guy at best. At best. Yeah. Um, Eddie fights out of a headlock and tries to dive outside, but JBL catches him and it's a big fall away slam. Eddie uh, throws Eddie himself got... perfectly there. Oh, he does. Absolutely. But again, uh, JBL, and this is not, this is giving him a bit of credit. Uh, when he was Bradshaw and stuff, he could throw around the little guys. Very mm. much Bubba Ray Dudley-esque. Loves throwing around the little guys. And Eddie still, he, he's still, he, he, don't get me wrong, he's on the, he's, he's climbing that mountain towards his peak fucking ruddiness. But, but he's, he's still, still the smaller guy. He's still small. He is definitely still the David in this David versus Goliath. Um, he also gets out of a powerbomb, but runs into the official and takes him out. Um, Best got... ref bump I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Accidents could happen. Not living proof. Don't try this at home. Does that does that not imply it? Does that not like does that is that not a thing no more? Don't try this at home. Yeah, jokes are like COVID nineteen and that. Can we now try it at home? Because there's no else to do. Uh, as long as you're social distancing. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw what you told you. That's fucking. uh, For those who haven't seen it. Uh, I, I saw it on Facebook um, Joey Janela and some other guy are fighting in an indie show and they're having a social distance match it's fucking genius it's brilliant fair play to them for trying to find like like we're trying to do trying to find a bit of humour just trying to crack on with things in such an uncertain and unsettling and fucking weird time we go outside JBL it's Eddie with a vicious chair shot and Eddie bleeds a lot the chair shot that started it all a lot like this is Did you this, notice this, when the JBL... noise, the noise the chair makes as it connects. You know straight away without even looking back to the screen. You know straight away that that's going to cause some fucking damage, and that has caught him clean on the forehead. And it is nasty. That is nasty. How he still—it's amazing how he manages to carry on. It is. Did you notice when JBL gets thrown over the table though? Taz just takes his head shot, head set off. Oh yeah, it does, like, it does so, not get like he's gonna choke someone out. Time to choke a bitch. It must, <laughs> it must be like that with a lot of the ex wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Where it's still there in it, and especially if you're a commentator, you're that close to the action. They must still every now and again, if they get close, oh, to I'm gonna get, get a him. shot in. I want to yeah, get just, him. Just, just for old time's sake, I'm gonna get a shot in. Um, we get a clothesline from hell, but the referee's still dead. Did you uh, catch second... what Texas Trump was saying to Eddie before he picked him up? You could just hear him. Uh, Audibly say, get up, drop it to help you up. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, because they're, they're all friends, aren't they, really? It's all a bit of fun in the grand scheme of things. He doesn't really hate Mexicans. And Eddie Grove's probably not even really Mexican. He's probably his name's fucking John Smith. <laughs> and so a second official comes out, but Eddie kicks out after the clothesline from hell. Attempt. And the pop. The second clothesline from hell hits the new referee when Eddie ducks, and that gets a massive pop as well. Um, JBL now it's a powerbomb and the first ref counts but Eddie somehow kicks out again to another massive pop 
Uh, the ring, though, is just covered in blood. Like, it looks like a horror fucking, film. It's disgusting, isn't it? It's absolutely horrible. Like, this won't be going off in modern day. This would have been called off a long time ago. Yeah. Um, Eddie fights out of a sleeper and starts to do his shimmy as the crowd's going nuts. Uh, he even counters a follower. He slams into a DDT and slowly climbs up for the frog splash. But he misses the attempt because he's probably fucking so fucking fatigued now. He can't because, even see. Um, JBL, he, um, he goes outside and gets the belt and a steel chair and allows the ref to take the chair so he can sneakily use the belt. Genius. But Ed stops him. Uh, absolutely fucking, it's brilliant. He, perfect heel move. Them sort of moves are why people hate fucking JBL. Um, Eddie though stops him. He, he strikes him with the belt for the DQ finish, which was a very disappointing way to yeah. end. But Screw finishing on paper, you mean one thing. Gotta be it, man. If Bradshaw could top him and cover him, One. referee begins the count again. Both men are down. Look at the ring, Cole. Yeah, it looks like an art Three. canvas, except that's not paint, that's blood. Well, it's Guerrero and Bradshaw's canvas for the time being. Referee's hurting still. They're getting nailed early by Guerrero inadvertently. The other ref got dropped early. I don't know where he is. Well, Bradshaw rolled out of the ring. Where's he going now? What is he gonna do now? Bradshaw just grabbed the championship. Bradshaw just grabbed the steel chair. Well, what's Bradshaw Not doing again? Here? Haven't you done enough damage? Oh, Bradshaw. No, 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 no. Well, Bradshaw's got the, the title behind his back. Yeah. He's got Bradshaw. the chair in the right Bradshaw hand. Bradshaw can't win the title if he's disqualified. Don't pull the kid with it. Well, Bradshaw just threw a chair in the ring. Well, the referee spotted it. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Oh, I see. I, I get see. it. He's sent a Benny. He's sent a Benny. Title. Oh, and Eddie with a low blow. A low blow. The ref Smart. didn't see it. It backfired on Bradshaw. Well, now, now the ref sees this. And Eddie with the title to the skull. Oh, Eddie Guerrero has been disqualified. Wow. Eddie Guerrero with the title off the skull of Bradshaw. But was this the going. real finish? Like I've read, no. the, so the match finishes in 23 minutes 15 uh, on the DQ. Now I've read all the dirt sheets, and nothing really kind of implies that um, this wasn't the finish. But it's got to have been. Do you know what I mean? JBL's got to go instinct and think, right, this is getting ridiculous now. We've yeah. just got to end it. Or Eddie, or he, and he said to Eddie, or the ref said to them, messages got through somehow. End well, it. Do you know what I mean? We after, can have another fight later on down the line. After the match, when Eddie finally hits the frog splash, you can actually hear him say. Now we go home. It's, but uh, Eddie didn't want to go before before hitting a frog splash. Yeah, it's, but that's the it's the it's the character of the guy himself. It's the reason why he's a legend. It's the reason why his legacy has lived on through a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? They, they, there's so many people that influence that Eddie Guerrero, the influence that he put on throughout the years, and it just shows there that it's all, it's not about the fact that I am losing blood at such a fast rate. I've got to entertain the crowd, and we've got to finish how we intended to finish but i believe i firmly believe that the um that the the, the belt shot was not the intended finish um but according to dershies michael uh not four days after he was at a house show and he was all right eddie lives and then also back down he passes out spoiler yeah, we'll, alert we'll get to that spoiler alert so michael what did you make to our main event and how many mavens did it do a solid three JBL did the main event don't work for me, but this match was memorable, and there were a few, few good spots in there, but as I said, it was Eddie bumping for JBL, and a screw finish on pay-per-view means 
one thing. We fight again next time. It's going to keep going. Exactly. And what is it next from SmackDown? Believe it's <laughs> Great American Bash. Oh, of course it is. USA. 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 Um, so, that was Judgment Day 2004. Very different than it has been for a long, 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 long time. Um, I hope the audio quality of Skype and stuff didn't upset and put you off too much. But we hope we also did a job of trying to keep a smile on your face uh, in this uncertain, horrible time. Uh, but Michael, as always, I want to know your match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if Judgment Day 2004 was a superstar of the Goofy Suggestion era, who would it be? So, match of the night is a tie for me. Okay. We have Undertaker vs. Book T and the tag team title matches. Well, for me, it was the tag team title match. That was your match of the night. Well, I think that's the undisputed winner then. Because it had Billy and Bob. That's the undisputed so, winner. So congratulations for the entertainment, Rico and Charlie, and congratulations for being Billy and Bob. So, and what was your worst match then, Michael? Worst match for me was Divas. It, Divas? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to agree, I believe. I think. Most uh, yeah, unneeded match on the card. Well, we needed filler, and we proved that, and we're by having Kurt Angle come out on a fucking podium. Um, I think Filler we, on pay-per-views, though, why? Yep. Yeah, because it's fucking soul branded pay-per-views with shit rosters. And it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse. To where to the point where we get like Hyde and Reich and fucking Animal as your tag champions. Going up against fucking Greece or whatever they were. Juice, Juice. and Donovan are. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait for that fucking era. Cannot Cliff fucking, fucking wait. Compton. And Michael, so who would the uh, judgment day be if it was a wrestler? Nick Dinsmore. Remembered for the wrong reasons. For me, I would say Judgment Day would be Charlie Haas. It was very entertaining and gimmicky. Yeah. But also did its job. But all I can say is bring on tomorrow night's Raw. Battle Royal. Bring on, bring on the 20 man Battle Royal for the number one contendership for Bad Blood. On that note, Michael, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, it's at REA Podcast. That is it. And before we leave you, I just want to say what I said at the start. We hope everyone stays safe, looks after each other, washes your fucking hands, um, yeah. self-isolates if that's what needs to be done. Uh, don't panic people, by like a don't, dick. Yeah, don't panic by like a dick. Um, I imagine there's a lot of people out there that are not having a pleasant time at the minute. No. Um, but from myself, from Big Sexy, just keep safe, look out for each other. We're all and, um, together. We're all 100%. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress, I want it all, no less. So come on.